Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the NFL! What up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I'm your host. My name is Jesse Schneeman. I am right here in front of you right now doing this. And I'm joined by my awesome co-host, my main man, Chad Mendoza. It's been a long time. How you doing, Chad? I'm doing great, man. It's been too, too, too long. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we <laughs> too, took a too little long break. Like two, two weeks or three weeks. Yeah, gosh, it feels longer than that, though, hasn't it? I mean, this is this is important shit we do here, right? When we oh, do- yeah, for sure. Yeah, life-altering. <laughs> All right, so there's one um, noticeable difference tonight, right off the bat. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you about a lot of differences that we're gonna do in season, but right off the bat, uh, we got Mike Casper is not joining us this evening. Chad, what happened to Mike? Uh, I think he got lost doing land nav, if I remember correctly. He's somewhere in the woods. Um, okay. Uh, he's he's an he's an officer in the army, so it, it explains it. But uh, some of you will so, know what I'm talking about. So our homie, Captain Mike Casper, is lost in the woods with some land nav kind of stuff, and uh, we, we're having a little fun anyway. Mike is taking a little step back and um, is on a bit of a hiatus will join us at some point going forward but for the foreseeable future it's going to be me and chat and right so chat and i what what we want to do is tighten things up a little bit you know we we had a transition from our patreon podcast which was entirely different than what we do now you know we used to just criticize teams and <laughs> we used to just lay in judgment um, you know, we transitioned to our, you know, our fun, loose, happy hour style in the in the off season. Uh, you know, while learning and while teaching, that was that was our goal. But now that we're in season, we feel like we need to tighten things up and make things more concise for y'all, right? And we are a, a, a podcast for the people, so we are going to concentrate on player values, both through trade and point scoring, right? So what what is he worth to your team? What can he? What can you get for this player if you decide to trade trade him? And what can you get a player for if you decide decide to play trade for a player? Right. Um, so part a big part of this is going to be our listenership and the Dynasty Warzone Patreons and everyone out there listening to us. We want you to send us DMs on GroupMe and we want you to send us DMs on Twitter or just add us on Twitter. Um, and let us know who you want to hear about. Every week we're going to rattle off players and we're going to nail down their value. You know, that's, I I feel like, Chad, correct me if I'm wrong, but that that's pretty much, you know, besides having a blast talking about fantasy football, dynasties specifically, I feel like that was what we did best in the offseason was nail down player values. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I mean, probably it's what we did best, but more than anything, it's I think what we enjoyed the most, and and that's important, okay. you know, when it comes to putting out you know content that not only we enjoy but everybody else enjoys. So, um, yeah, as long as we're having fun with it, right? Yeah, as long as we're having fun with it, learning and teaching at the same time, right? Learning and teaching most of the time are the same thing anyway, right? Yeah, sure thing. All right, so 
that's kind of our new format. Uh, like I said, we're going to tighten it up. We're going to keep the timing concise. We're not no, no more hour and a half, two hour sessions. Um, those are for special occasions only. Um, we're going to have players that we rattle off every week and we're going to nail down their value as far as, like I said, what they're, what they're worth to your team, how, how they're going to help you win games or, or not win games, whether they're a lineup trade and then what they're worth, not only in picks, but in players and uh, in a mix of players, right? So uh, we're going to start the season and the night off with a long-term game. We're, we're going to call it a four-week game. Uh, we're going to each throw out three to five players, depending on what we have time for here. And we're going to – these are going to be the players that Chad and I think will gain the most value, right? And we're going to – after four weeks, we're going to run a check. Whoever's in the lead wins the game, right? Nice. All right. So I didn't give any parameters for this. It's just straight up who we think is going to gain the most value according to DTC. We're going to write down their DTC values, and then we're going to check in four weeks. All right. Let's do it. A couple things real quick, though. Did you notice I'm wearing a collared shirt tonight? Yeah, yeah. You're feeling uh, pretty professional tonight, uh-huh. huh? Uh-huh. Dressed for yeah. the occasion. Short sleeve, though. Oh, <laughs> Went out to dinner uh, with the wife tonight. Uh, rare Friday evening off, being in the service industry. We went to Nick's Fish House in Baltimore. Let me tell you, that is an amazing place. Go find yourself a long sleeve shirt, man. You don't live in Florida. <laughs> You're not retired. <laughs> wait, wait. Tommy Bahama. No. <laughs> uh, so, and the hat. All right. So, I have a. I have a fun story about the hat. A little sad. Well, explain explain to everybody what it is because. <laughs> all right, so it's it's Yellowstone, you Dutton Ranch, right? So I'm I'm a big, or what have been a big fan of Yellowstone, the TV show, in the past, right? And uh, Chad's Chad's familiar with it. It, it deals with Chad's specific type of of horses that he raises, um, and he, I think he knows. Uh, or, or is in professional circles with some of the people that produce the show and that kind of thing, right? So Chad and I have had long discussions about Yellowstone. Uh, so a couple months ago, we had a customer come into the restaurant and he was wearing a this hat right here that I'm wearing right now, Yellowstone Dutton Ranch. And I, I pointed at it and I said, and he was a regular customer, I knew him. And I said, ah, oh, it's an awesome hat. Love it. And we just started talking about the series and really nice older guy. Uh, came in a couple weeks later with this hat, you know, in a plastic bag. And he said, here you go, young man, this for you. Uh, so, you know, thank you so much. So appreciative and love the hat. At that point, I'd stopped watching the show because it got a little <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, over the yeah. Top, right. Um, but, you know, kept the hat. and You know, it's a nice hat, actually. Um, and. Uh, wore it at work a couple times because it's uh, we wear hats at work sometimes in the kitchen and stuff. It's, anyway, <laughs> he's wearing it and he happened to come in one day and saw it and left it. No less than three more times uh, over the next couple of months has he brought in the same hat for me. So what? this is the one. <laughs> this is is the he one forgetting? He is he just yes. bringing? Yes, he's forgetting. He brought oh, in this no. one today. And he goes, I know I brought you another hat before, but this one's a little snazzier. You know, the the the, the writing's in yellow, blah, blah, blah. And his wife <laughs> literally punches him in the arm and goes, it's the same hat. And he goes, no, 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 this is the other one, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Give that man a free meal. I did. <laughs> that, that's the end of the story, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> they come in and they order, um, they order, always order the same thing. And it's with shrimp and salmon and, you know, they do it up. It's because sort of they're like one day out a week. They're really nice older retired couple. And they get something for their um, their daughter and her husband. And so they get to the line and she goes, you don't have to wear that hat. I know you already have one just like it. And I said, I don't mind. I love it. And I put it on and I said, this is on me. And I comp their meals. And he walked out and he goes, I'm going to bring you another one next week. And I just let we 
Yeah, be in it. Be in it. Well, see, little little do you know is he has a, some supply guy uh, <laughs> that's just giving him free hats, and he's like, "This idiot! I'm just gonna keep bringing him hats, and he's gonna be comping my meals." Uh, I love this man. Uh, Jerry is his name. Really, really cool guy. But anyway, I have four Yellowstone hats now. All right, let's get to fantasy. All right, Chad, let me ask you a question. Who is your number five player that you think will gain the most value over the next four weeks? My fifth? Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to have to come up with one. I'm sorry, do you want to go one to five, or do you want to go five to one? I actually brought four, uh, but I can think of another one. No, I I will think of another one. Uh, but my fifth one is uh, my fourth one, but it will become my fifth one is uh, Marcus Mariota. Oh, okay, cool. Yep, yep. Um, right now on DTC value, he's sitting at six point oh, which right, is so we're going SFTE premium twelve. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's sitting at a six point oh, which is I mean, for context, what is that like? Uh, maybe two thirds of a twenty twenty three second. Yeah, uh, it's a twenty four second. Basically, yeah. Um, I think if if he can stay on the field for the first four weeks with his ability to rush the ball, and, you know, I think he's going to be rushing the ball, I think, you know, with that offense in the state that it's in, he's going to he's gonna accumulate some dynasty points uh, or some fantasy points. And I think his value is going to go up because people are always looking for, I mean, quarterbacks. That's just the way the market goes in Superflex. So, uh yeah, I think, you know, as you're approaching midseason, if he's able to stabilize that position at quarterback, and that is a big if because he does have Desmond Ritter behind him. And I'm right. not, you know, I'm not discounting that that is a possibility that Desmond Ritter takes over at some point this season. That's, that's, but if Mariota gets off, yeah, but if he gets off to a good start with that rushing ability, I mean, he could put up some pretty big games this season. Um, and, and I mean, you have no choice but to raise his cost from that really low 6.0. Right on. Yeah, I mean that, 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 that's a good pick. So I, I I'll give you both a, a supporting and a contrasting view, right? So the supporting view is to say that six is really low, you know. And I was not able to trade this man for in a fourteen team league uh, after the after the rookie draft. I was not able to trade him for a mid second, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. If he starts a couple weeks and has moderate success as an average NFL quarterback, I, I feel like I can get a mid-second for him, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's gaining value. On the flip side of that, the contrasting view is that he is on a team with a trash offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, a 32-year-old wide receiver and a fifth round rookie as his top running backs and a rookie and a second year player as his top receiving options. Yeah. I mean, but, but granted those are really premium prospect players. Sure. Sure. But Drake London's also hurt, missed a lot of camp might be tough to count on him for an immediate impact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, now you're projecting pits to take a leap for him to be able to help Mario. Because if it's the pits from last year, he he's not really helping Mariota. He's just he's just kind of figuring it out still, right? Yeah. Well, just just for context with the whole pits thing, right? Is I, I would I would assume that he does take that leap because it's still the the success that he found in his first year is still outlier success. Like for a rookie tight end, yeah. he was a monster rookie tight end. Like not there. I mean top. One, two, three percent of rookie tight ends come into the league and have that kind of performance. Right. Well, he also he was also um hyper focused because of how you know what I mean, like what, what he means to the franchise. So they were also forcing that to a degree. Yeah, but the, right? I mean yeah, that I mean, but that goes that goes many different ways though. I'm sure you could say it that does. about a lot of different tight ends. Absolutely. If he wasn't ready to be out there, you can't force anything to him. You know, just see Ray see Jalen Rager. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean not not to mention they didn't really have many other options on the field. They, so they forced it to him and he didn't bust in the process. So okay, it's reasonable to project that he takes a leap forward, but it's still a projection. So that's that's just devil's advocate. But I do think that's a really good pick. Um yeah so 
I would normally not pick a guy in Mariota's position if it weren't for the elite rushing ability. I think that people forget because he didn't do it very often, but he is an elite rusher. I is mean, he, Mariota, I yes. Is is he like in the like young Tannehill kind of days? Or no, like no, he's a better runner than Tannehill is. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay, Mariota, not, Mariota is a guy that finds a little bit of space and can get a 70-yard runoff. Really? You know? So like Daniel Jones type? Yes, yeah. I I, okay. I think he's faster than Daniel Jones. Really? Yeah. Because Daniel Jones is fast shit. Yeah, when I think like I think Daniel Jones out. at the combine ran like a four six, a four six five maybe or something like that. Size. Yeah, he's huge. So um, that's fast as shit. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to pull up what Mariota ran so here, but I'm close to Hurts. Uh, I think Hurts might might be uh, quite a bit. Better rusher. I think Hertz is is a pretty pretty elite as well. But I think Hertz, yeah, I mean, Hertz I, and Lamar and yeah, kind of Hertz and Lamar are probably the best two in the league. Mon, right? I guess you have to throw Malik in there now, but uh, well, no, you don't because he hasn't played an NFL game. And, well, I just mean I, I was just out of ability. I'm talking about ability, right? right I'm not talking about throw, production. Then you got to throw Lance and Fields in there too. I don't think so. I don't Fields, I, at least. least no, Fields. I, I don't Fields. think I. I see, and we're getting to a whole different conversation here, but I don't think Fields or Lance are uh, the rusher that Malik Willis is. Okay. okay. Like, not. I don't even think it's close. I think Malik Willis is like a special rushing Fields- ability. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I think he's going to be, you know, Lamar Jackson's special elite rusher. Um, which I mean, okay. obviously, we're not talking about Mariota on that level, but he did show um, it a little in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty special and, and I mean, you don't watch college football, so, you know, I, I guess there's that context too, but I mean, he was special in college rushing the ball. I mean, special in college I did, rushing the ball. Well, I did, I did watch film on him and yeah, he was elite, but a lot of quarterbacks look elite running the ball. In, in no. <laughs> yeah. But there's different kinds of elite. There's like elite, also, like could be playing a premium, uh, you I know, had a hard, I had a hard time with, the guys he was playing against too, because some of those guys would take a step and fall down. Yeah, but we're not, see, I'm not talking, I'm talking about ability, right? Like I'm not talking about if the production was warranted. I'm talking about his ability as a rusher, his athleticism as a rusher. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about whether it's warranted or not. I'm talking about my ability to judge it when I see it. You follow what I mean? Yeah. So like, like (laughs) what was the, I forget there was, there was a commercial where there was an NFL player playing flag football against like kids or something. Right. Obviously he's dominating them. Right. So I don't know it, what I'm seeing sometimes. Yes. I see this man look electric, but I see a lot of players look bad. anyway. So uh, Mariota, Mariota ran a four, four, eight. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Right on. And that was, <sighs> What's it, six years ago now? Uh, I think it was a little bit longer than that. Seven, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. A it's, it's you know, it was the year after Chip Kelly, you know, so it's like the year Andy Reid went to the Chiefs. Yeah, basically. yeah. Uh, so I mean, to put that in perspective, I mean, Desmond Ritter ran what like a four four nine. So I mean, yeah. you know. Pretty comparable, but and uh, you know what I think about Desmond Ritter as a rusher. I think very, very underrated rusher. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize Mariota was that elite as a rusher. I knew he had wheels, but okay, cool, right on. All right, so my number five is going to be. Um, all right, who am I going to pick out of here? I'm going to go Zach Moss. All right, so oh, okay, this is a like a I, I'm I'm going this. As my fifth, right? So this is my lowest guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, this, he's not worth shit right now. He's worth 1.2 as far as DTC is concerned. Um, but as we saw in the first game, we're not going to say last night. <laughs> right? I'm going to try my best to say not, 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 not say last night because this is going to come out on a Monday. Um. <clears throat> Uh, we saw Zach Moss have the second role, right? He's the number two back. It's obvious James Cook may overtake him at some point, but when your first carry is a fumble for a loss, 
like a lost fumble and a critical part of the game, uh, that that's, I mean, that's going to get you in the coach's doghouse that, I mean, Zach Moss also fumbled in that game, but it was like at a point where <laughs> it didn't really matter. I don't know if that matters to the coaches. I don't not. think that matters at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not in the room. Um, there's a reason that Zach Moss came out getting the touches, whether wh- whether there was fumbles or not, and and James Cook wasn't right. There's a reason, and that reason is what they look like in practice and how they act in in uh, in, in the coaches' rooms, you know, in, in the meetings, right? We don't. It's it's all the stuff that we can't see. So if Zach Moss is the number two running back in the Buffalo offense for the first four games. He's absolutely going to gain value over 1.2. And you might actually be able to, at some point, get a third rounder for Zach Moss. And if that happens, cash it. Yeah, so I... Um, this, is not, this is not a league winner. This is a little move that might make your team... Yeah, get you a little bit of value. Better. Get right. you a little bit of value. So this is an incremental move. Um, I, I saw I saw a tweet earlier today that, that I thought was pretty funny. Um it said, uh, you know, James Cook joins this list of running backs that have fumbled in their first career game. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Le'Veon Bell, Ray Rice, Stephen Jackson, LaDainian Tomlinson, Sean Alexander, Edron James, and Jerome Bettis. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that real? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and I'm sure there's oh, more. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more, but he just singled those guys out because wow. it, just to say remember, it's not a big I deal. I remember the Kareem Hunt one, actually. Yeah. I think it was his first carry, too. Yeah, yeah. I so, I specifically remember that Thursday night game with the right? Chiefs. I, that, and right, and I guess that's just a, that's just a witty that game after that. Yeah, yeah, that's just a witty way of saying you know it's just stop overreacting. It's it's the first game. Yeah. You know he's a rookie. It's bound to happen. Uh, so Fumbles, on and so forth. Fumbles aside, though, he didn't have a role. You no, know, no, but on. I mean, you know, you could attribute that that to you know Devin Singletary uh, playing really well, and then them just sticking Zach Moss in there as a complimentary, just because he he's experienced, you know. Right. And, right. So that tells me through the first four games, Zach Moss may very well hang on to that role while James Cook is learning, or may never actually gain the coach's trust. Who knows? Yeah, I. But, I mean that's that's a thing that every NFL player has to do is gain their coach's trust. Yeah, yeah. I I I I mean I think that's a possibility. I I don't know that I'm on board with that being a very likely scenario. Um personally, I I feel I think as though that, um, Zach Moss will get enough touches through the first four games to gain enough value that you know he's a one point net one point two now, he may be a four or five, you can get a third for him. Yeah. Yeah, if you, I, I see what saying, you're saying. Little incremental um, gain, little under the radar move that you can make to make your team better. That's all. If you have Zach Moss, or if you don't have Zach Moss, go get him for a fourth or a fifth, or get him for two fourths and try to get a third for him later. I mean, you're you're you're. It's speculation at a low risk, low mm-hmm. reward level, but you know, uh, every little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, I, you know, I guess you, you threw out both sides of the argument for, for Mariota. So I guess I'll do the same thing for Zach Moss a little bit, but sure. you know, I, I think you're, you're spot on with, if he is to gain value, it's going to be in that, um, you know, not counting injury, right? Like let's leave injury out of it with Devin right. Singletary, but everybody can get um, with Devin Singletary taking a full grasp on that role and them not quite trusting James Cook enough yet because they've they've been ranting and um, and ranting and raving. They've been raving about uh, James Cook ability as a pass catcher. Um, so I think that is going to come into play at a certain part of the season. Um, and we saw you know him get. I think it was him that got that uh, dump off from Josh Allen one play as well when he came yeah. in. May, who was that? Was that Singletary? That was Singletary. Okay, but yeah, I could see him coming oh, in and actually, getting those Zach kind of Moss. plays. That was Zach Moss, actually. Okay, I can see him coming in and, and getting those kind of plays um, and getting a foothold in that. But if he yeah. doesn't in the first four weeks, then yeah, I mean, Zach Moss is the trusted option. He knows the playbook. He knows uh, the players he's playing with. He has the experience in the role as as that second guy coming into the game and being able to be safe with the football. We say that saying he just fumbled, but, you yeah. know, 
He's he's a known <laughs> commodity, basically. Yeah, um, I hope that fumble didn't just kill what I'm trying to tell you here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways. Anyway, all right. So we're going to move on to your next player in a second. But can I just address real quick Mike Kinney in chat, who we, you know, we shout out to Mike Kinney every week. But at 1022, you know, um, 15 minutes into the show, he says, good show, boys. Isn't that what he tells us at the end of every show? Yeah, Does that maybe mean he's out. <laughs> maybe he's maybe sending a prediction, or maybe it was that bad early on where he was like, oh, "I can't take the rest of this. <laughs> Gotta cut this off early." But nice. Uh, nice. anyways, yeah, we appreciate it, Mike. All right, who's your next guy? Um, I'm not put a number next to him since I I seem to fuck you up with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just throw a random guy out there. This is in no particular order, but my next guy is Rashad Penny. Um, okay. And this is a guy that I think can not only gain value, but I think he can gain substantial value. Um, quite a bit more than I'm banking on from a guy like Marcus Mariota being able to gain value because Marcus Mariota, I mean, and, and Rashad Penny also, they have those guys behind them, right? But Rashad Penny is young enough, and we've seen the elite production from him, even in, even if it is in a small window uh, in the later part of last season. But, I mean, his value on DTC right now is a 4.6. A 4.6. Um, and he was the number one running back in, in fantasy football for, I mean, a, a chunk of last year. What was it? I, I wish I had. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, it's 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 pretty insane. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a similar kind of deal with uh, with – Kenneth Walker, where they're going to ease him into the offense. He was dealing with the hernia. Um, oh, he's going to miss multiple weeks. Yeah, he's dealing with the hernia. Uh, you know, when he comes back, he he's going to be eased into the offense. It's granted the running back position is a position where guys can kind of step in and, and take on a role. But if Rashad Penny continues form from last year, I mean, you can't just throw Kenneth Walker out there and say, "Okay, you're our lead back now." You know, Rashad Penny, it's his job to lose. And yeah, like I said, I mean, as long as he's healthy, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Yep. So I, mean, I think that I think Seattle is. I mean, they've shown that they'll just go with who the best back is. They don't be like Chris Carson was not drafted. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, um, you know, what, what? this is huge boomer bust pick for you. Right. Yeah. So so the other the other the other thing that I'll add is that the the passing game is not going to be very good. The offensive line is not going to be very good. So granted, it's going to be similar to what it was last year when Rashad Penny was doing really well um, because Russ wasn't playing well either. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think there's a significant um, chance that Rashad Penny plays well enough to double, triple, quadruple his value um, during the course of the season. If he were to stay healthy all season, I mean, and this is the elephant in the room. If, yeah. if he were to stay healthy all season, there's no doubt in my mind he would be worth a first plus, multiple first, maybe. Um, you know, he's 26, so he's not that young. But he's young enough that if he puts up an RB1 season, then he's an RB1. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, for his price, we're not worried about the age, right? Like, it's 4.6, so... No, the, I mean the age is the age is fine. He's he's not near any kind of cliff. Yeah, he's got right? two or so, three years as a running back left. Granted, he's never been able to stay healthy, so right. that's impossible to really he's predict middle, for him. He's middle aged as a running back. Yeah, but you know the those chances of him staying healthy for an extended period of time, I, I give less than five percent. Mm, yeah, I don't. He's never done it. He's been in the league for a while. I mean, yeah, some yeah, guys but just get hurt. Did you did you notice that Kittle is not going to play on Sunday? All fucking ready. Uh, some guys just get hurt constantly. Kittle, I think Kittle's played uh, uh, quite a bit more than you're giving him credit for. There, he's not playing Sunday. Yeah, he's not playing Sunday, but he's I'm fucking pissed. I, I think he's. Uh, <laughs> I think he's 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 getting this narrative thrown around where people are saying that he's a injury prone player and he's not, it's just, it's not supported by anything other than narrative. All right. I mean, he missed 
six games last year. Yeah, he's he's played in eighty five percent of his games, which is, I mean, if you statistically about I mean, average I mean, to to what, slightly the, above average. Okay, what's the percentage of games that Penny has played in? I guarantee it's. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm talking about Kittle specifically. Penny, yeah, yeah we we know we know he's we know I mean, he's uh he's. I was he's, just venting on Kittle. No, I get it, man. You know, I have a lot of Kittle too, so it's it's frustrating. Um, but Rashad Penny, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna throw a percentage on it. I think that if you're buying him, you're buying him at four point six. That cost is built in there. You know, like yeah. he's he's not he's yeah. worth. He's worth a third at that. I mean, that's what a third is basically in DTC's calculator. So, which it's I don't more know. Than if... a third. I mean, thirds aren't worth shit in DTC. So, like, do you think you can get them for? I don't think I can get them for a third though. Let me see. Thirds are worth like one or two. Yeah, two point three is is a. Yeah. All right. Um, so, do you think I can get them for two thirds? That might be more realistic, actually. I think I, do. I I don't think you'd be able to get that for him either. I think maybe some maybe somewhere maybe if you spammed all your leagues and, and wait no but do uh, you think, wait which way I, though I what don't you think saying? you'd be able to get him. I don't think you'd be able to get him for oh, okay. for two thirds. I think you that um uh, I think that people for two thirds is what I wouldn't sell him for two thirds. Not would even you sell not him even for a second. No, I wouldn't. Really, What's, it would have to be it? it would have to be a pretty locked in early second for me to even consider it. Just really? because that I think he's he's a player in the immediate future could definitely see um a jump and I'm not willing to I'm not willing to if I've held him this long, I'm not selling him for so, so long shot league winner right here. Yeah, but even not even just a league winner, right? Like if he has two if he puts together two weeks like he put it at the end of last season, right? Just two games, he's gonna be worth a ton. Like well, he's gonna be worth a second plus. I do think the perception is that, a ton. When I say a ton, I mean a ton more than he's worth right now. Not a ton but, like give a multiple first for him, but I'm just saying like right. a, compared to what he is. I, I think he could get to the point where he's worth a first, but you're saying you wouldn't even like, that's what it would take to get it. Would you take? No, I think, it, take, I think a, an early second, I would consider it depending would you on take Brandon the Cooks. No, I would. Mike Evans. Yes, I would. Okay. Now I think those guys are closer than most people think. I don't. They're I both. wouldn't. I I would rather have Mike Evans, but uh, by a little, they're both very consistent players. Yeah, I'd rather have Mike Evans. For me, uh, yeah. yeah, I hear you. I would too, but I don't think that's a slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, there's no circumstance where I'm trading Brandon Cooks. I mean, uh, Mike Evans for Brandon Cooks personally, but. I mean, if somebody likes Brandon Cooks more, I'm not arguing with him about it. No, you know, I'm not he's, doing he's a good it player. straight up. But, but I mean, you know, Evans for Cooks in a second. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, anyway. I, I think that's more than fair. But uh, but so are, are so you're saying you you would take Cooks for Penny? No, I would keep Penny. Okay, my uh, I would keep Penny. Hmm. Pittman is a slam dunk. That doesn't. That's not. Uh, Jahan Dotson. I would take Jahan Dotson. Okay, that's an early second. Kadarius Tony. I would take. Oh, that's a tough one. He's actually yeah, my next that player. That is a tough one for you. That's why I he's my next there. player. I would take Kadarius Tony. Okay. I think most people would would probably. I don't know. I see. Kadarius Tony is one of those guys that it's he's so. I guess just on both sides of the coin with what people think about him. So I, I, I would say probably 50, 50 split on people that would take Tony or people that would take Penny just because Penny's a running back and, and, and Walker's hurt. But uh, anyways, I feel like, I feel like most people, more people are down on Tony than are high on Tony. Like you and I are high on Tony. I don't know, man. I don't know but because I think, I think that the community is pretty down. On I don't know. Because I'm, I don't think people, every time I go on Twitter, healthy. every time I go on Twitter, which you know, is not very often. Um, there's somebody yeah, raving about Tony's statistical output. Um, in one of these, you know, big Twitter accounts and, and uh, what have you. And it's, it's just like almost every single time I go on Twitter, I'm seeing at least one. What is that? The community at large is that, is, are those the players that you're in leagues with? You know what I mean? Like, no, those I'm are like the about... big, like the big, like 
fantasy football Twitter accounts yeah. and stuff like I'm that. I'm talking about, you know, we, you know, what we do is what, what can, what, I don't know, man. I couldn't, I, I couldn't get, uh, I try to give away and this is, this is going to sound nuts to people. I try to trade away Damian Pierce for Tony and league and person wouldn't take it. Really? How long yeah. ago? Uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. This is when Damian Pierce's yeah. uh, stock was, was mean, really going up. Yeah, I mean, Mac hadn't been cut yet, but he was still real high. His yeah. stock was still really high. Yep. So, I mean, there's there's okay. people out there. It's it's been tough. I've been like I said, I've been trying to acquire him in a lot of different places. And earlier this offseason, I was able to get him really cheap. I can't get a I can't give away a second form right now. I've been trying. Huh. All right, well, let's transition right into your third then, and then I'll catch up with a couple guys. Yeah, that's Kadarius. That's Kadarius Tony. Um, So, yeah, I mean, statistical output's actually been insane, like uh, up there with, you know, some of the best wide receivers in the last five years. And the film's even better. Yeah, yeah. The film, I'm telling you, the the tape on Tony is even better than the numbers. That guy does things on the football field are different, like visibly different than other football players than you've seen. Yeah. PFF uh, posted something not too long ago. They said uh, most yards per route run by rookie receivers in the past five years uh, with a minimum of of 50 targets. And uh, it's AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Juju, and then Kadarius Tony. Next is Kyle Uh, Pitts, Hunter Renfro, Terry McLaurin, and then Cooper Cup. I, missed, I mean, there's. I'm sorry, I missed the. I missed what you were saying. What 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 are the parameters? It's uh, most yards per route run by a rookie receiver in the past five years. Oh, hmm, interesting. So I mean, in in the small glimpse of Kadarius Tony that we got last season, to statistically he was elite. I mean, on on a on a on a play by play basis, like if you break it down to a play by play basis, just on the amount of targets he was seeing as a, as a percentage per route run the efficiency he was having. It, I mean, it's, it's elite. And then you watch him on tape and he passes the eye test. Now there's only one thing that can keep his value down for me. And that's the injuries. And that's a yeah. big thing because he is yeah. a very injury prone player. And even last year before he got hurt, you know, you, you might know how high I was on him compared to the rest of the community. And I was telling you guys like, look, if there's one thing that's going to hinder this guy, it's the injuries because not only is he an injury prone player, but he plays recklessly and you can see that on the film as well. He, he entered, I mean, he, he meets contact head on and I, I don't like it. There's multiple chances right. where you see him uh, able to get to the sideline and he turns in and, and lowers his shoulder and hits a defender. And it, it, there's just no need for it. I know that's the kind of player he is, which maybe, you know, lends to the, uh, I guess how good he is, but man, it's, it sucks because that's where a lot of the injuries are coming from. Just those Did unnecessary see- hits. Did you see the the Zach Wilson injury in the preseason this year? No, I didn't. It was the same thing that you're talking about. He well, and for him it's even worse because he's a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He's a big white quarterback. Um but like he's going out of bounds and plants his foot and makes a cut to stay in bounds with a defender right in front of him and freaking sprains his MCL and gets whacked. It it's it it just reminds me of exactly what you're talking about. It's it's yeah. it's dumb like aggressive like not you know not not savvy football plays. Like it's 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 real raw. To me it just strikes me as real raw. Yeah. You know, and if if this guy makes it to his third, fourth, fifth season, then that that shit's going to go away. But he has to make it there first, right? He has to stay healthy and be a thing first. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he can't just keep getting himself hurt or he's going to get cut yeah. eventually. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, it, it, players with all the ability in the world that, that play like that don't make it. So, and the the interesting thing about uh, about Tony also that I'll just throw out there is that beat writers have been talking about him as wide receiver one um, yeah, in the eyes I of the could, Giants. I, I, now, I mean, not not just in one. not not in their opinion, but in the eyes of the Giants. And let me tell you, that is a oh, big that's deal. Good. That's good. That is hear. a big deal because Kenny Galladay is there. I know you know people have their their issues with with uh, 
or I shouldn't say issues, but they have their uh, thoughts on on Kenny Galladay and what he's done so far and his talent level and his ability to stay on the field and everything like that. <clears throat> Foreshadowing. Go on. But but look at his contract, right? I mean, his contract is absolutely insane. And then you go over and you look at a guy like Sterling Shepard, who's the longest tenured giant on the entire roster, right? Um, yeah. And he's the leader in the locker room. Yet Kadarius Tony in 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 that organization is being talked about as the wide receiver one, so I, well, I think that clearly has the most talent. In the yeah, yeah, and it's not it's not even close. It's not even close. And, well, it's not even close in in a lot of rooms actually. Like if you were to if you're talking about pure talent between Tony and Cooper Cup, Tony has a lot more talent than Cooper Cup. It's just Cooper Cup's a much better football player. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's, uh, that's the, the, the that's talent where, versus skill argument. Yeah. Yes. That's where Kadarius Tony needs to get to. He needs yes. to get to I'm um, a smart, savvy football player with this talent level. And the if scary that thing happens, about he's he's absolutely he's like you know Tyreek Hill level player. And yeah. not it's not same skill set. You know, it, it they're different. They're different. Just players. the talent. I get what you're saying. The talent, but just the just... talent level, yes, because he yeah. because he can do things that no one else in the NFL can do. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there are going to be people that are listening to this and they're saying, "What the hell are you guys talking about, Tyreek Hill, Kadarius Tony?" Kadarius Tony is go... not as fast as Tyreek Hill. Well, it's I'm so not it's not even that. it's not even about that. Just go go on YouTube and Watch look at. That. 187 yard game or whatever it was that he no, had. Just the, pull up every single snap of Kadarius Tony. Just bring up every snap of Kadarius Tony. There's not many of them because he's injured all the time. So you, it's not a very long video, but bring up every single snap so you get a full picture of the player. He is absolutely unbelievably talented. Um, I've watched every snap of Giants football sometimes more than once, right? Because I rewatch Giants games because I'm an absolute idiot and I like to hurt myself. But. Um, He's a more talented football player today and in, in present day than Saquon Barkley. Wow. He's a more talented football player today than Saquon Barkley. He's comparable to when Saquon, Saquon Barkley came into the NFL. And I'm, I'm of the opinion that Saquon Barkley is not the same, does not possess the same level of talent that he did when he first entered the league due to the injuries. Um, you don't know. I still think he's, I think I still think he's going to be a good player. Know. You don't. You don't um, have the basis to evaluate him. That, in that no, way. but just every snap that I've watched since he was not healthy. Yeah, when he came back and he, he was last se- last off season when he came back and he was saying he was at hundred percent, he did not look like the same player. He was. Lying I'm. I'm just saying you can only you can only go off of what you see. He did not look like the same player. So until he, he comes out. on the field and shows Kadarius Tony played injured the whole season and looked like an absolute beast the entire season. Different. There's not a snap. There's not a snap out there that Kadarius Tony looked like a subpar talent. Different right? injury, different, different recovery, different thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that Saquon Barkley. I've not seen the same level of talent at all. Not not even close to what he was his rookie year. And Agreed. every player I've seen after that rookie year, Kadarius Tony is a much more talented player. Okay. okay. I mean that's that's a different statement. So we'll we'll see where. Barkley's at. I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that he's fine. This and is the same message. This is the same messaging we're hearing. And I'm not saying that Saquon's not going to be a really good player. Yeah, now that's I, convenient. No, right? I, I, I do not think he was fully healthy going going. That's okay. The they said he was fully healthy, right? And that's all yeah, we can but, go off of. But, but, so you're just assuming he wasn't. He said he was. So I, I, listen, listen. I still think that no matter no matter what people say about ACL injuries and that like guys come back quicker from them they're still not 100% and i'm still in the opinion that it takes a year and a half to 2 years for for players to be fully healthy and confident on that on that leg to be able to cut the way that they they used to right so we'll see this is a real make or break for him yeah. right if he um, comes out and he doesn't look like that player that i'm wrong and I'm gonna suffer. <laughs> and I'm I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Saquon is not a talented player. Still, I'm saying that's how highly I think of Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony's talent. We'll see. We'll see. Just it from a talent a, perspective, 
It could uh, be a girly situation, or it could just, or it could be a Dalvin situation. We'll see. Well, yeah, but I'm, yeah. So, like, back to Tony though. Like, I, I think that highly of him. Where, I think in the open field, he's he's going to be an absolute monster. I think if they're able to get him the ball, I mean, people are just going to see him week in and week out, assuming he stays healthy again, and his value is going to go up, not just based on. Um, the production, because I think he will have an opportunity to see a good amount of production, but also flashy players get flashy value. And that's just the way it goes. So if he's able to be productive, he's a flashy, flashy, flashy player. We shall say we should. That's all. Both of your last two picks are all based upon health. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, so they've all have very talented players that have not stayed healthy. Yeah, they've all got extenuating circumstances, right? Because Mariota also has a player behind him that could take over at any minute. So it's just they're all risk, but it's just at the value that they're at currently, it's not a very high risk, you know? Um, my, my next player is less risky, but I do think that he has a potential to, to jump up into elite territory, and that's Tua, all right? So you know I've been yelling about Tua for a long time. More last offseason than this offseason because he was more of a value last offseason. Um, but that's w- the reason I've always yelled about Tua is the value, right? It's not that I think that Tua is the next coming of John Elway, right? I don't think that. I think Tua is a, a hyper-accurate, uh, very decisive, quick trigger, uh, quick release um Quarterback with uh, a nice left-handed delivery that um, has a tendency to sort of confuse offenses, right? Or defenses. Left-handed offenses um, have a tendency to sort of confuse defenses unless they're familiar with it, right? And it it's a it's an advantage. Uh, like I said, hyper accurate, not the strongest arm but I don't think he has a weak arm. And I don't like when people make comparisons um, when they compare average players to elite players. I'm not a big fan of that. However, I do think in this situation, when you compare it to his early early career to Brady's early career, you see a lot of similarities, right? Like I said, very decisive. What? what? No, 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 he's not. <laughs> Very decisive, quick trigger, um, hyper accurate. Really, really. I, I mean, just I, I see Tua as a really good quarterback and a perfect fit for the Shanahan system, which is now being brought in. Right? It's schemed open, quick hitters, more shorter to intermediate throws and then the deep throws are like um, opportunistic and he can definitely make those. It's not like he's got a rag arm. He's not Gardner Minshew. Uh, I I just see him with the additions to the offensive line, the new system and adding a legitimate number one wide receiver with the most speed in the NFL how how can his numbers not go up unless he's a bag of shit, right? So I just at twenty eight point one, um, which puts him as like not really a top twelve quarterback. I see him I see him popping into like eight to ten range next year with the numbers that he's going to put up. What say you, Chad? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Tua. I do. I, I think that he is a little bit undervalued right now. The only thing that I will say, and I, I have bought a couple of shares of him this offseason, but there is part of me that thinks, man, like it, it is not the time to invest into a like if you've got him, good, keep him. Um, but if this doesn't work for him, he's done. Like if yeah. this season doesn't work for him, there's no like there's no leeway there. He's he's gone because they've invested so heavily, and that's that's the right. plus, right? Is that you you four, say okay, 4, he's got to be better. Bust. Yeah, right. like he's he's got to be a better quarterback, right? But yeah. if he's not, if he's not quite ready yet, and he doesn't play well, 
like that's the end of it like he's he's absolutely done because they've given him everything but he um, has played well uh, under like very tight well, constraints and, and, and like, i just if you i look don't look at the numbers he's he's been very very accurate and he has played well yeah but i don't i don't just mean mistakes. i don't just mean i don't just mean like he's got to play well like he's got to be productive as a fantasy player i mean he's got to play well like he's got to be successful yeah you know, yeah, like they have, he, to, they have the to do things as a team. If they don't see him taking that team forward with what with what's around him, he's in trouble. Yeah, but that's also because their owner is a dick. Well, it right? doesn't matter, right? Like the context doesn't matter. Like the it's well, it just, does. Be, it does because I feel as though he'll get a he'll get a job elsewhere. Yeah, but if you're paying if you're paying that twenty for him, right? Like there's there may be other quarterbacks in a similar situation where you say, okay, they can take a next step forward, but maybe there's not that risk of if they don't play exceedingly well this year, their value is gone. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, you you make a good point. Your window for acquiring Tua has probably passed. Yeah. Right. If if you have Tua, then you're looking for a bump in value. But and when I wrote his name down on this list. I had not put him into DTC. I just assumed he was going to be like 18 or 20. And he came up as 28.1 in the middle of, of, of talking about how much I like him. DTC was like, Oh yeah, we like him too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, that's the rough. I mean, 28.1 is actually really good. No, it's, it's not, it's not a bad, I think it's fair. Like it's a fair cost for Tua. The only thing saying I'm saying he's worth is the first and a second. Yeah. The only thing I'm saying is if you if you have Tua, right? Which I, I think is a fair value for Tua. I think because of what's around him, right? There yeah. you're right. There is the the situation created for him where he can thrive, right? But it's just the event that if he doesn't, that is a lot to lose out on. You know? Uh yeah. because the the <laughs> <laughs> you know the if it goes the other way it's just like we said it's gone it's gone all of it's gone like he's gonna drop to half that value so whereas you got a guy like you know Rashad Penny or one of the guys that you brought up earlier um where if if you missed the boat on them right like Kadarius Tony gets injured this year you've lost that on a second right, right. if uh Rashad yeah, Penny gets right. hurt you lost up on a two-thirds or you know, whatever what have you right like it, it's not it's not very much with with a quarterback having that short of a leash, in my opinion, I'm sure there are people out there that would argue that they would give him another shot. I just don't see it. So the reason I put Tua on this list is because I'm trying, I, w- I was trying to go away from my chalk, right? So like, I'm trying to go away from some of the players I've talked about this off season. Yeah. But it's not working for me. <laughs> no, I do. I do like. I do like the player, and I do like I, the circumstance. It's I understand. Just... I understand, but like, all right. So I get the next player, and I'm just gonna go with my chalk, and I'm gonna go with like one of the two players that I think will gain value the most this season, and that's Russ. Right? Wow. It's obvious to me. It's so obvious to me. Like Russ. Russ going to Denver is like Zeke being drafted by Dallas with the top offensive line, right? It, it's just an obvious situation where he's going to thrive. He's he's going to become the 45, 46, 4,700-yard passer with 40 touchdowns every year. It's going to happen. I see it so clearly in my mind that if it doesn't happen, I, 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 I'm going to I'm I'm going to have to question my entire process. <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, I he's just, at a thirty six point four, so it's going to be he's going to have to become elite, like truly, like top five. But I I disagree it, to me. It's no less than Stafford going to the Rams last year. Yeah, it's but I dis- I disagree with you completely, and it's because of okay. exactly what you just said, right? You just said it's it's exactly like Stafford going to the Rams last year. It is exactly like Stafford going to the Rams last year. You're absolutely he was correct. The fifth overall quarterback last year. 
Correct. And what's his value today? Twenty six point five. Really? God, that is so disrespectful. So if if uh, I'm I'm all in the camp of buying Russ if you're if you're in that position where because I think Russ's value is a little bit of a discount to where he probably should be. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not buying him for a value rise because you're probably not going to get it. I think it's very, yeah. very, 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 very unlikely to happen that his value rises. Very, very unlikely. Like if there was one player so far that I would say he's probably close to being a certain lock that his value is not going to rise after the season, it's Russ. Like you maybe you get an get incremental rise in season. Well, we're talking about the first four games, by the way. Yeah, maybe, maybe, right? Maybe. But I mean, he's gonna play. He's gonna have to play like better than Matthew Stafford last year, which is a lot to ask. A lot to ask. No, I, I don't think it's a lot to ask from Russ. I, think I mean, to to what, but to hinge a, to hinge exactly what I expect to hinge a value gain off of playing like Matthew Stafford played last year. That's a lot to ask because that's not, you know. Whereas like some of the other players were mentioning, they can play fairly well. And and see a value bump. You have to, Russ has to guarantee uh, top two, three, four quarterback play week in and week out to see that that value rise. You see what I I'm think, saying? I think the DTC is way off on their valuation because again, I didn't look up their number, and that I think that they're insane to think that you can get too high twenty three first for Russ. He's not. You, no one's paying you that right now. After the first four weeks of production, you can get that. Too that's high twenty. What, so that's kind of what I'm saying. So for for the purposes of like the game, Russ, that we've they don't set have Russ's. Uh, they don't have Russ's too high twenty three first. Twenty thirty six point four. Oh, you're right. So uh, a twenty uh, early twenty three first is worth twenty nine. Twenty three and a twenty four. You can't so you, let's let's put it this way. They have him they have him as a 20 a 2023 uh first and a mid 2023 second. All right, I guess you can get that. I don't know. Actually, yeah, they have they have the picks valued slightly higher. A 2023 first and a 2023 mid uh second as slightly higher than Russ. All right, no, 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 no. Fine. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but was, uh, what, right, I'll just right, add the right, caveat. Right. Let me just add the caveat really quickly that I do like Russ as a buy if you're going as and competing and competing uh, because I think, you know, value for production, I think is a good buy. But like I don't like have, him as a value to gain value. Like if I have, if I have Trevor Lawrence on a team that otherwise I feel like can compete, I'd rather have Russ, right? Not that I think that I would trade Russ straight up for Trevor because of value, blah, blah, blah. But I'd rather have Russ points-wise, right? Well, so Trevor's value right now is actually less than Russ on DCC. Right, Right. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, yeah, that's crazy to me. I mean, they're baking in the situation with Russ. Yeah, they really are. All right. How about I think the, the value is spot on, and I think that he's probably going to give you the production of the elite tier of All quarterbacks. Right. I, I think that's probably place. likely. All right, let's stay in the same place. Yeah, because a 36 is, is elite. Cortland Sutton is only a 16.8. Yeah. All right. So can we cross out Russ and <laughs> like Cortland Sutton could be a 30 by the end of the year. Why yeah. is, why is Russ a 36 and his number one receiver a 16? Yeah, I don't a 30. I don't I mean, know. That's, I don't... that's, that's extreme. That's extreme. I'm just throwing it out there, but yeah, like I think 25, 25, I think is possible. I think that's real possible. legit. Like when you consider Michael Pittman is like 22. Yeah. I think 22 is about right. Just off the top right? of my head. Michael Pittman, 24.2, 24. Michael okay. Pittman's never had a season that Cortland Sutton's had. Yeah. But there, that's that, that's that prediction for a, a jump, you know? Yeah. Well, I think Cortland Sutton has a much better 
um, quarterback in a much better offense, actually. Well, they're both good offenses, but much better quarterback. Yeah. So to to put him in the 30s, like that would be a, above guys like T. Higgins on par with A.J. Brown and Debo. Um, that's that's I mean, pretty yeah. high, I think. I yeah, think that's, that's a ceiling. That's definitely his ceiling. So yeah, a 25 I, is more realistic. I think 25 is probably more realistic. I, and I would say 25 for me is the ceiling. That would put him like that would put him between Drake London and Jalen Waddle, which I think would be like absolutely phenomenal if he got there. Ridiculous that Drake London is worth that much. Yeah. I mean he's I know you don't like Drake London, so that it's not that I don't like Drake London. I think Drake London has a chance to be a good player, but he's in a terrible, terrible situation. And yeah, I mean I I mean he just has he just has to be Superman to really like live up to that valuation this season. I think he's that good to be honest with you, but uh, I think he's a prime candidate to drop actually in value. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he could definitely see a drop, but if there's one player that, you know, if I have him, I'm probably sticking with him just because I think he's supremely talented as far as the rookies go. For me, it's Drake London. I think he's he's pretty phenomenal, but supremely talented, huh? I think he's I think he's great. I mean, I I watched what he did in college and I think a lot of people forget because of the injury. I mean, he was absolutely incredible. He I was thought he incredible. was good. I thought he was good. I didn't think he was Mike Evans. Good. He was incredible. He was incredible. I thought he was uh, good. But yeah, anyways, him. so Sutton uh, Yeah, I mean, if he was if I would say he could definitely see a, a value rise up in the twenties with early production in the first four weeks. I think that's I think that's definitely a certainty. Like in that, you know, Rashad Bateman, Terry McLaurin kind of range, that early like you know twenties, twenty, twenty one, maybe even twenty two. I think that's a, a possible range for him if he sees okay. the early production. I see him. I see him higher than that. I, I see him really in the popping. first four weeks. You yeah, think? I see him really popping off, you know, a couple hundred yard games. And I mean, he's going to have to be like wide receiver, too. like three or four. Yeah. Like within the first four weeks to see that jump. I mean, you're talking about doubling his value and no, 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 no. Four doubling weeks. his value. No, no, yeah, no you're no, talking no. about 30. No, no, I, I, 25. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. 25. I, I definitely a couple. A couple like big games with Russ, people will see, you know, anyway. Yeah. I think, I think part of it too that a, a little bit of apprehension from me, opposed to what some of the narratives have said, I, I still really like Judy. I think he's a really talented player. Oh, me too. Um, so oh, I'm, yeah, he's, he's, um, I think he's got a very good chance to, um, be the number one instead of cut. I called him cutting <laughs> Cortland Sutton yeah. in that offense. There's, I mean, I, I still think that's up in the air a little bit. And that's, to, that's the like, one reason for me where I'm like a little yeah. apprehensive with the, you know, locking him yeah. in for a huge value gain, just because okay. if Judy yeah. wasn't there, then I'd be like, yeah, I'm on board with you all the way. Let's go 25, 26, I just, 27. I, I see, I see the talent in Sutton. I do see the Mike Evans talent in him, by the way. Like, out of all of the wide receivers in the NFL, Sutton kind of reminds me the most of Mike Evans. Okay. But talent and style-wise. But, man, Judy's a hell of a player. Tremendous, like, tremendous route running. No, like, there has not been, let's not forget, there's not been a wide receiver that runs routes like Jerry Judy that we've seen. Actually, uh, probably Ridley, but uh, coming out, maybe Ridley, but I mean, McShay, McShay compared him to Rice. He said Jerry Rice was the last person yeah. that ran roots like him. So, yeah. you know, I uh, obviously there there might be some hyperbole there, but I mean, Judy has number one wide receiver potential in my opinion because he's still yeah. he's also got speed, and yeah, he had concentration drop issues, but. Deontay Johnson showed that you can clean that up. Yeah. You know, it's not, he doesn't have bad hands and he never had bad hands at, at Alabama, you know? So, um, I think three is good for tonight because we are at an hour and three at the moment. Nice. 
right? So I think we rode this long and hard. What do you think? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she said. <laughs> Oh, God. oh my god all right so <laughs> chad's not on board with my ending all right <laughs> no, I, all right we're gonna stay on brand and we're gonna or we're gonna create a new brand and we're gonna end this nice and concise so follow us at dwz underscore underscore war games if you'd like to talk to chad on twitter he might respond he's not on there much but what's your twitter handle chad uh, at DWZ underscore Chad. I have nice. to look at it every single time. Nice. So, you know so you're going to find us much. every Friday night here live. Uh, we may or may not change our live night. However, we will always be on the Dynasty Warzone network on Monday nights. Uh, we're really happy to have an in-season uh, spot in this lineup because there's some big hitters. Uh, joining us on this network, we've got Kyle August doing redraft. We've got Memphis and Jerry doing, uh, you know, dynasty, basically how to build your dynasty team every week. Um, and then we've got Tyler and his partner doing <laughs> Debbie. And then I believe uh, Memphis is also going to do a, uh, a gambling show as well. So uh, we've got, Every day of the week covered on the Dynasty Warzone Network, but really the important thing is tune in to us on Mondays. <laughs> We're going to tell you if you're making a shitty trade or not. And just seriously, hit us up on DMs and Twitter and tell us who you want to hear about. We will cover those players. Trust me, we, we will dive down deep. Right? Anything else to add, Chad? No. <laughs> you covered it. All right, right on. We'll see you guys next week. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.